Welcome back to another episode of Ales with Aslan, your weekly therapy session where we help those that sell for a living and help those who help those who sell for a living. And it's always great to have our president, Mark Lampson, join us. And we always have a great time, except when I'm choking him to death on some pretzels. Are you still feeling a little bit better? Cleared out. Much <laughs> That's better good. at the That's holidays. Good. Uh, yeah, good. That's good. We have a great topic today because, uh, you know, as salespeople, we all have this obligation to fill our pipeline. And one of the ways we do that is through effective email communication, maybe laced with a little bit of uh, voicemails and, and phone calls in. And so we're going to cover the good, the bad, and the ugly of, of email uh, as a as a format for us to get to our clients. But first... I think you just got an email. Did you hear that? I think I did. did Remember we that? said shut our computers off, like the noises? It's hard right? because that's where I'm recording this. This is only your 42nd podcast, it's, so you're still learning. I'm still learning. Yes. That's true. I'm an infant, a babe in the woods, as it were. Uh, let's start with the most important part of Ales with Aslan, the ale, or in this case, the Bells, something other. What the, do you have? Well, no, I have an ale. You have I an have ale? A Bells Oarsman Ale. You okay. provided this with me. Thank yeah. you. It's got the little, like... Uh, it's got a cool... Uh, I like the logo. Yeah, everyone know like the, the fisherman little sort of sure. statue that sits over like the yellow raincoat? Yeah, that's of... from one of the seafood companies. I think uh, it might be, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, it's a tart wheat ale, a, refreshing, tart wheat. a okay. refreshingly tart wheat ale with bright citrus... Oh, hold on, this is a paragraph. Aromas. <laughs> this is a whole... There's Great a... for you and your crew. Well, and, and you have a crew... So four four uh, percent, and as the captain of our company, you uh, that's I chose that wisely. Then. Thank you. So crack that. Oh. Oh. Well, that's is that, a, is that a, everywhere. A, <laughs> so Excuse me. I, yeah, we're going without glasses today. So uh, oh, that is tart. Did it so tart in a bad way? No, it's just tart. Tart. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, so I am weekly going to submit that I am going to have a I guess sort of a twisted tea. This is. I love Shipyard Brewing Company. They have some tremendous, I've had their their pumpkin ales and all that sort of thing. This is what they're calling the Fiesta Tea, or actually Tiesta Tea. That's yeah, kind of a play on words. So I'm going to crack that open. That is a, uh, that is an interesting, um, that is an interesting variation on an infused tea. So let's crack that and see what that tastes like. Good for your crew. Good for your crew. That is that okay. So that's pretty refreshing. It's got a, it's called fireberry. So it's got a little bit of uh, some berry and herbal tea sort of mixed in there. Not an ale, but really refreshing on this fine afternoon Con here as we kick off our forty second. Yep, episode. consume responsibly. It's noon somewhere. It is yeah. noon. It's noon somewhere. I used to say five, but yeah, well, noon is good. All right. So let's get into this topic because I love I love this. I mean, you and I as people that sort of um, lead a company are targets for lots of email, right? And this is the same when I was back at Schneider Electric. Just tons and tons of email. Some really, really good, some really, really bad. And the lasting effect or, or even short-term effect of that is, is something worth discussing uh, with our sales friends on the line. So uh, where do we start? Let's start with sort of, you know, some research, right? So that we don't, don't listen to just us. Let's talk about like what some of the research says about email uh, prospecting email marketing? Uh, the research and, uh, you know, kind of stay read on what's out there. There's some, some recent uh, research from uh, what an organization called Zant. Yeah. Uh, X-A-N-T. They were somebody else, right? They were... Not really sure. Yeah, uh, but it's somewhere. the secrets, the secrets, 
So now it's not so much a secret because it's a document. That We're making it very public right now to, to thousands. Hundreds of thousands of people. Secrets <laughs> of email prospecting, the when and how, the when and how of increased open rates. Yeah. So, yeah. so uh, the, the, the thing that we want to start with, I think, here is that email does work. Yeah. So, so you know, I'm not sure what your response rates are, what your, you know, what people are responding to you and, and, and opening things. They work, and this is all about putting the odds in your favor. Let's, before we get to the message, maybe talk about sort of some of the details. When to send them, what are some of the, the structure things. There's three big takeaways. So I'll save you from reading this. You're sure you can go there and find it, but I'll save you from reading it. Number one, uh, the differences in when they're opened yes. is dramatic. And by far, that late afternoon, specifically the four to five, uh, but that sort of three to six range yeah. is is significantly higher range. In general, it's a 35% open rate for emails when you're sending it. And some of you say, well, you know, geez, I'm, I've left the office or I try to get them done in the morning. Perfect. I love to write emails in the morning. Or if you have a laptop and you want to do it on the plane when you're flying home, Great, but if you use whatever you use, we use Microsoft, you can go and say options, delay delivery, and say send it on, you know, whatever, Wednesday at 5 o'clock. Yeah. And it'll just sit there, and then Wednesday at 5, it'll it'll send it. So so you can write them whenever you want, but sending it at the right time, I think, will help put the odds in your favor. Uh, the second takeaway was attachments. So this is kind of interesting for me, and again, this was on 18 million emails. So we're going to consider this a statistically significant. Is that sample relevant size. sample size? Yeah. Can I explain the T values of that? No, not intervals? today. Maybe that's another podcast. Episode 43. <laughs> no, hopefully not. Let's put that off into the 50s. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was. Uh, there's a there's a much there's an improvement in emails that have an attachment. So it's uh, a little surprising. I'm for looking me. for yeah. the numbers, and and not a cut and paste of a you know graphic. So embedding graphics bad. Embedding big graphics, your big signatures, all this stuff bad. But uh, things with an attachment, and I'm looking for it here. I apologize. Um, yeah. Was it twenty? I thought I saw twenty one percent. Yeah, there's uh, it, there, there's three things. There's time. There's attachments, and and there's sort of what's the subject line. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, things with things with an attachment got a higher 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 open rate if it had an attachment. Again, you're looking at it and it has a little paper clip on the yeah. side, and it just it just seems like it's not. A, so, and then I also want to be clear. I guess we are talking about sales prospect. That's right. Emails. A salesperson has written it. You don't need to write it from scratch. You can use templates. You can copy and paste. But we are talking about a person writing something specific to a client versus the marketing stuff that sort yeah, of comes. We're on. not talking marketing automation through some HubSpot engine or Marketo engine. We're talking about the sales rep is owning this responsibility and, and creating their templates and creating their their way to do it. But yeah, that's interesting because um, there's some research out out there that shows people are embedding video of themselves, you know, waving a sign or something like that saying, hey, I'm contacting you, and, and video has a higher open rate. Mm -hmm. This is interesting data that says any sort of attachment That's right. versus the, a link. You know, and, and why, I don't know, but yeah, overall 31% without an attachment, 35% with an attachment, that's like a 12% increase. So, yeah. Yeah. so send it late, have it delivered late in the day, have an attachment, uh, and, and lastly, it was about the subject line. Now, again, I'm not sure if I... I, I I can't say I don't, I, I, I make sure I'm interpreting this correctly, but the subject line, optimal subject line is one to three words yeah. with six to 10 characters. 
do that what you want. I'm just sharing research. Don't shoot the messenger, but it's about shorter subject line. And uh, yeah, you can do it. I am the and uh, well, so free you, beer actually. That's that fits. fits. Okay, it's one to three words, and it's under ten characters. Let's, let's call. Let's, let's call. <laughs> Would this that get a good open rate? Podcast free beers. Uh, <laughs> and here's the other thing that you can sort of again do with what you want. Yeah, having a FW colon in your subject line, yeah. which is for short for forward, yeah. gets significantly more opens. Um, That's interesting. I mean, I, I think we've some people have known that one for a while, but that is... Double. Double. It's 2x. Yeah. It's 2x. Uh, just tuck that away. Yeah. You do what you want with that information. You know what? I'm going to embed the link to this 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 study in okay. the, uh, the information section, because this is some great yeah. data for people to think about. Again, yeah. on the research side, this yeah. is the non-Aslan value add piece. Yeah, and right? then there's some older research from uh, from our friends at Inside Sales. Again, yeah. you know, firm everyone, a lot of people have heard of around, you know, prospecting and those types of things. Uh, what do they say? Similar things about time of day. They talk more about phone calls and emails, but yeah. a couple of just short takeaways for for this uh, for this particular podcast, number one is uh, response time, and so uh, this is more about a lead and how quickly you respond to it. But it's literally minutes. The response time when you get a lead or somebody hits your website and you get it sent to you, your ability to respond quickly to that in an email is is a dramatic improvement in response time. This is what's interesting. Uh, the the real what's the right word? The sweet spot is about five to six attempts. Mm-hmm. So email, voicemail. Uh, and you know, I'm not sure if a voicemail, let me say something about voicemail. I think voicemail doesn't get a lot of responses. Uh, I think there's a mechanics. This is what I have seen. I talk to customers and they say, geez, voicemails are are tough. Like I get it on the way home. I save it. When you save a voicemail, where does that go? Yeah. I don't know. It goes to your saved voicemail pile. Yeah. under your other 40 and it's sort of and 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 best case is you write down someone's number now you have someone's number now like now what do you do now you forget it's a very manual thing yeah so reply is an easy thing but i think voicemail has a place i think you should leave a voicemail or two they hear your voice they hear personality your credibility just who you are and get a flavor and it should follow some of the same rules we're going to share which is focus on the customer first focus on their whiteboard but a couple of voicemails with a few emails and the research from inside sales says the chances of making contact you know kind of plateau at about five to six attempts yeah uh the reality is most people make one to two attempts so there's there's a there's a lack of alignment of if you're selling you make you're swinging by once or twice oh they didn't get it don't give up but, but more than five or six, I have people reach me more than five or six. And that starts to become kind of a... An annoyance. Yeah. 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 I, 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 I seem to remember, you know, clients actually saying they've got their sales reps on them. Make sure you it's at least three. I think we're arguing here that the number's higher than three. It's probably not higher than six uh, attempts. And I like I like to equate the voicemail to... It's a, it's you're you're doing you're building a personal brand, right? So you're so you're you've you've emailed them a couple times, and they kind of they might remember you when they hear the voicemail, and conversely, when they go back and see your third or fourth email attempt, they might remember the voicemail, and so now you've you've started to brand yourself as someone that is either getting annoying or maybe can help them, right? And so you want to you want to use those in concert with one another. Yep. Um, and, and some people might refer to that as a mini version of account-based marketing. You might hear that term out mm-hmm. there. Uh, we're, we're not talking about that per se. We're talking about more as an individual tool to leverage as an individual sales rep. And again, those coaches on the line listening, roll this out with your teams um, and, and work at it at, at a team level because I think this is something everybody can benefit from. So how about that? Research, 
Uh, anything further on research no. in terms of... I think oh. those are the takeaways. You know, late in the afternoon is yep. the best time to get them. Uh, attachments help. Uh, using forward in the subject line and a short subject line yeah. uh, are the things, and you got to probably reach out, you know, somewhere around that five to six range. So those yeah. are just some mechanics, regardless of your industry or the content of your email, yeah. that sort of help put the odds in your favor. There's another little tool called CoScheduler, Co with a little hyphen scheduler uh, dot com that allows you to do their headline analyzer. It works for blogs. Maybe check it out for uh, subject headers. It scores them. It gives you relative value of the different subjects you're trying. And maybe maybe go take a shot at uh, testing a few of your subject headers before you uh, before you actually launch them. Just another tool, another way to think about uh, email marketing. All right. So we've talked about the research, the stuff that's uh, that's out there that that kind of proves our point. What a great way to think about this. Um, learn from our mistakes, right? So not think our about, mistakes. Yeah, All not ours at Aslan. Yeah, of course. But yeah. ours as sales reps. I'm in the collective we of our audience now. Uh, I'm sure we've sent some emails that just uh, fell on uh, fell on the floor. So we're using. We've agreed we're using first names only. I mean, when you asked me to prepare for this, yeah. I said, well, let me find some emails. I mean, in the last week. So these are emails from the last week yeah. I received. Yeah. And, and they're all generally... Atrocious? Bad. Okay. So what we want to do is... This is what we don't want you to do out there. Give you some, example, some examples. Maybe there's a laugh or, or even some tears involved in, in listening to these. But uh, this is what not to do. And then maybe we'll, we'll come back and look at some, some good examples. So let's, let's read a couple of these. Oh, my goodness. Here we go. Uh, I'm not sure if I'm going to read it verbatim. Uh, right. This is from Vernie. Uh, Vernie, I don't know what the company even does. Uh, but but the first rule is don't communicate in your first sentence. You have absolutely no idea what my company does and who I am and what I... It's, it's, just, it's just, you know, and so this is where I think these are sales emails, not marketing emails. Yeah. I can't really tell. But, uh, you know, you're just sort of saying, I want to talk to you. I want to have a meeting and I want to learn about your company. I, I, I. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I'm not interested in doing any research on my own beforehand because I'm lazy. Yeah, I want to learn about your company. Well, that's what we have a website for. It's aslantraining.com. You can read, you can look at bios, you can send us emails, you can do like Ever heard of LinkedIn? You white can... papers. There's a lot of ways you can learn about my company. <laughs> so I do not have time to tell you about my company. And, th and this is where I think it's a crux. Here's the deal with prospecting. We've all learned, if we've been selling for more than, you know, five years, that you need to understand the customer's needs before you present, which is totally true. The reality of it is today it's getting harder and harder. And and you have to guess. You have to take us. If you just send me a generic like what I'd like to do is schedule 15 minutes and learn about your company and see where we can help. I do not have 15 minutes for every single salesperson who wants to learn about our company to see if there's a way they can help. Yeah, for they sure. need to bring an idea. Yeah. So... So, uh, yeah, that, 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 that's one of the things I'm just reading through. I'm just sort of looking through some of these things that say um, that are really bad. Uh, oh, yeah, here's one. It's, uh, where did I see You this? do have a number of these. This is a whole yeah. category in your email box here. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> hold on. Uh, I, I, just saw, I mean, I, there are literally probably hundreds I in just, here. Oh, yeah. So so I love the, like, the cutesy. This yeah. is uh, Marissa. Marissa from... Uh, Again, I don't know what, I'm not going to say the company. I don't know what they do. You don't have to tell me. I know. I'm a pest. Um, yeah. Like, that's actually not half bad, but then I have no interest in reading. Like, yeah. don't be a pest. Yeah. Be of be value to me. Yeah. I have an idea. Give me an idea. Right. And don't tell me. Don't use the, like, uh, where I just see this. Um, uh, hey, I bumped into your profile. This is Marilyn. I bumped into your profile this morning by accident. Yeah. 
which I'm not really sure what that means. Yeah. And you have a very impressive profile. Thank you. Well, thank you. Thank you for the smoke. Uh, you, you know, it's just it's just this like patronizing sort of thing. Yeah. Somebody else writes, I've been trying to connect, uh, and it says, uh, you must be uber busy. Yeah, I am. It's just, don't tell me things I already... So, so tell me you know something about my company. Tell me you have an idea. Um, uh, don't, and don't make me feel... There's a guilt card people yeah. play. Here, here's something. Again, I'm, this, I guess this is more of a... If you want to sell to me, don't send me an email that says, Did you get my email? Okay, let me tell you, explain how tech. Let me explain how gateways work and how technology works. I don't know if we want to. do Okay, this. well here's a high level. I don't. If you don't get an error message that says yeah. mail not delivered, yeah. it got delivered. This oh. is not the U.S. Postal Service. Oh. Okay. Now we're taking shots. Okay. All right. This is well. Sometimes it yeah, that's doesn't, true. Doesn't get delivered. The mail doesn't always come. Newman, you know, uh, on time or something. Yeah, for on sure. Time. Uh, I have yeah, about no. five presents from the holidays that arrived in February. <laughs> yeah. If you send it to an address and you don't get a bounce back, it went to that address. Yeah. Period. Okay. Maybe it went to my spam file and that's your problem, but I got the email. Don't answer. Don't start if I got the email. Yeah. You must be uber busy. Uh, boy, you're a hard person to get a hold of. And then there's. The, I'll I'll, re, I'll end with this. Uh, I'll end with this sort of insult from Miguel. Uh, Miguel Ooh. says. I'm sure you have a solid hold of every facet of reporting analytics and finance management. Uh, in other words, like you're not you're not responding to me because you're great at everything. I, what? Yeah. Like that's really going to make me want to engage you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't check. Did you get it? Don't patronize me. Don't tell me you don't know anything. And don't send me five in a week. There was like one back here. Like don't don't just if I like don't send me one on Tuesday and one right. Wednesday morning and one Wednesday afternoon. Yeah, and, and like it's that like, you are a pest. Yeah, immediately. I got it. Yeah, I mean, it, so so the cutesy stuff, the patronizing stuff, the, the gimmicks, right? These are all gimmicks that somebody somewhere told people would work, right? And you know the the other ones you get is, hey, I went to your school. Well, that's awesome. I love my fellow alumni, but I'm not going to give you business because you went to my school. I'm going to give you business if you add value to mine. I'm going to read the next line. Yeah, if you're an alumni of mine, I'm going to read the next. Well, that's true. It does it does open a, a it cracks the door for you, but you still got to add value, which we'll get to in the what does a good email look like, and, and then our approach to it. Um, all right, good. So I think we've beaten that that horse. Don't don't be gimmicky. Don't be patronizing. Don't be angry. Don't be you know another one you get sometimes is people try to be funny and say you've either been eaten by a shark yeah. or you're yeah <laughs> you can't pick up the phone right now because you've fallen yeah. and you can't get up. Okay, I mean. Yeah. yeah, or I, I, I read, it's not in front of me. I read it the other day. Someone says, "Well, what you know? What's the harm of spending fifteen minutes with me?" And, yeah, and, and my answer is fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's the harm. The opportunity I mean, cost of yeah. running a company. Yeah, I think people are just sort of brainwashed about. You just got to give me a reason to. to yeah. Anyway, we, give me we, one we, reason to stay here. We beat that up. All right, good. So let's let's turn the turn the mm -hmm. you know, flip the coin over to the other side because there are good examples, and let's look at some. Um, that, that have come to you, and, and I've got an example that, that I love as well. But go ahead. Why don't you name? So a Priscilla. Of so I'm going to give Priscilla some credit, yeah. and uh, she's with a, with an organization that provides on-demand services for Salesforce. So yeah. Maybe she's listening, and if you are, uh, great. And she sent this to me. Uh, this is. It takes me a lot longer to find the good ones and the bad ones. So so the bad ones I just looked last week, and the good ones I looked like the last year, and I found two that I'll highlight. <laughs> 
that the relative ratio is And when about I right. say good, it, it was relevant to me. Now, now, let's be honest. Part of this is timing, right? Part of this is exactly. just, you know, you're sending me things that aren't on our priority list. But there's other things that are on our list, and I just just can't sift through them. So uh, I'll just, I will read this. And again, this is very specific. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're an organization. Uh, we use Salesforce.com for our Salesforce automation, and I kind of manage that sort of strategy and role and I'm familiar with some of the things we do in it. And so she writes to me, Mark, organizations using salesforce.com have always grappled with too many dilemmas. Uh, we'll talk in a minute about our approach, but she, we, we kind of have three things that we think are important. One is start with my whiteboard and tell me, tell me this is relevant. And two, tell me it's a disruptive truth is a word that we'll start to use. She does it in one sentence. Organizations using Salesforce, that's me, that's, that was three words, salesforce.com. Is salesforce.com one word or two? I'm going to go with one word. Okay. It's all linked. There's no space. <laughs> there has to be a space. <laughs> uh, organizations using salesforce.com, that's one, have always grappled with too many dilemmas. Yeah. Three things she writes, and, and again, these are kind of detailed. You know, should I have a strong in-house team or go with vendor support? Uh, that's a damn good question, and I've asked myself a, a thousand times is if opting for an in-house team, how big or how small? And if I'm going with a vendor, am I spending too much? So so she is she is writing exactly what's in my brain. Yeah. And those are problems that I wrestle with. And I chew up. And I don't have the answer. And so when someone gives me those problems back and gives me to them in the disruptive truth, I think she has the answer. And so I read on. Yeah. Textbook. Yeah. Enter company name. A Salesforce partner who provides Salesforce services on demand with our unique pay-as-you-use model. We are the game changers. There's a couple other things. That's it. You you said we use Salesforce, okay, so that's a good match. Perfect. Um, and you said these are the dilemmas. Yeah, those are the, exactly the things that I wrestle with. Uh, and you told me what's unique. You told me what's proprietary. The reason you should talk to us is because yeah. everybody else you talk to doesn't do on demand. And she's exactly 100% right. And I hit reply and I set up a meeting. So whether she knew you were a Salesforce user, whether she knew exactly who Mark Lampson is, she at least did enough research to guess properly that this was going to be relevant to you. Perfect. Right. Made and good guess. Spent some some time up front before she sent this. She can probably look at LinkedIn. Yep. Right. She can probably look at LinkedIn. Yep. And know that we're not we're not tiny, but we're not huge. And so we probably are on that hump where no, we don't have a full time Salesforce administrator right. to run Salesforce. And but we wrestle with that. Yeah. Good. It's just spot on. Good. Nice well, job, Priscilla. Nice job, Priscilla. While you look up a second one, let me jump in with a company that does um, you know, as the marketing guy, I get lots of technology companies trying to help me with my search engine optimization, with my, you know, uh, my lead gen, right? I'm always concerned about lead generation. Well, one that, that uh, I've talked about in, in a previous podcast because it was a great phone approach was started with an email approach. And it was really just give me your top three competitors so that I can show you where you rank from a, a search engine optimization when I call you next week. Interesting, right? And so this combined approach of a voicemail with, a, with an email relevant to me, again, some research that knows that I'm in charge of this and that SEO is probably a concern of mine, allowed me to go, well, the upfront investment for me to give them three names was pretty low. Mm -hmm. And the benefit to me down, down the pipe is I learned something that I might not already know. She doesn't know if I know that or not, but I didn't know that. And so it was really cool for me to get that little care package and have that conversation 
And in, in all from a, a concerted effort between a really well-written email that sort of hit my whiteboard, something that was important to me, with a an offer that didn't cost me a lot. Mm-hmm. It didn't take me a lot of time. I didn't have to work for it. That led to a conversation that I was more than willing to have. was a great email that yeah. I remember. And you took action. And, and I took you action. talked to them. And Had you got, of, yeah. generated And we're still talking. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I found the other one in the last year mm-hmm. that I've had that I actually saved. I think you save good prospecting emails when you're a sales training company. That's what you do. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll give Kate uh, I'll give Kate some props. She's from a marketing, another marketing firm. Yeah. Um, and again, you're in charge of marketing, but I got it. And and the subject is the num this num this one number proves the value of a blog. Not three words. Doesn't have a forward. Yeah. Um, I did get it in the afternoon. <clears throat> this one number proves the value of a blog. Okay, I'll bite. Two point three five million. I'm reading the email. Hmm. 2.35 million. That's how many impressions our blog gets every period, single period, month. And here's the growth of our keywords ranking on page one. And so it just says, like, is it black magic? No, this is how we sort of do this. Yeah. And so, uh, again, it's it's powerful. It's simple. Uh, I know kind of a human wrote it. Uh, it's geared towards she knows that we're blogging and how to get our blogs ranked higher. I mean, she's she's done her research yeah. on what we're trying to do. Uh, and whether she's done her research or not, she's making a good guess. She's looking at her firm. She's seen us blog. She's seen us podcast. She imagines we're always trying to fight to get higher on the list, which we are. And so perfect. And so we respond and we talk to them. So, so what's the theme of both of those and the one I heard? First of all, the words are very few. I mean, I probably read read 30 words in both of those emails that made me say, I want. So that's what your toolbox. You got 30 words. You're not trying to sell here. You're trying to open the door to a conversation that will add value for your prospect. And none of these say, I want to learn about your company. Of course they have to learn. but, But they're coming to me and says, I think I know something about your company. I work with other companies like yours. That's right. And and because of that, I know these issues exist in your brain, in the meetings, and on your whiteboard. I'm going to start with that, and I'm going to tell you something we do different, and I have your attention. Yeah. And if it doesn't have my attention, then it's not a priority, and that's okay. You can move on. That's the give that to me four or five times, yeah. and if you don't hear back, find another prospect Yeah. and come back in six months. Well, so, the, so, so what's important to you that you mentioned that word disruptive truth, that can be, these statistics can be very disruptive. You might not have any idea how big this problem is for everybody. You know it's a problem for you. There's probably comfort and fear in the fact that these problems exist at a macro level, mm-hmm. okay, now you have sort of my attention. Now, what do you do as a company to bring value to that scenario? Now I'm open, I'm listening, I'm, I'm receptive, right? So yeah. another Aslan sort of concept. So this is great. This is a great way to sort of bring this whole conversation to a close, which is our approach. Let's just lay out for the audience you know, those three main ingredients that should be in any start to an engagement, whether it's a phone call, voicemail, or an email. What do we want them to remember? Yeah, so when we talk about the three ingredients, we, we, we talk about uh, we talk about something called an influence framework mm-hmm. model or the mm-hmm. iframe. And, and uh, it's used whether you're sort of prospecting or sort of in the beginning of a phone call or even sort of when you sell and how you communicate. But there's three elements. Uh, lead with their whiteboard. What's the disruptive truth? And what's your proprietary benefit? And right. So when you think about your email, there's some things that are go around that. Yep, have a short, succinct subject line. 
uh, your first line needs to tell me you 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 get me and this is relevant. Tell me that it's not spam. Uh, you can tell me I looked at your website. You can tell me I saw your LinkedIn profile. Don't patronize me and say yeah. something silly. Uh, but then leave with their whiteboard and it says, "This is we see companies have this problem." Yep. 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 That's that. Here, here's how. Here's what we try to. Here's what I try to tell my team and what we try to train. You're writing to me. Yeah. I think about, I've been in a meeting in the past two weeks. What is a topic I've discussed in a meeting with one of my, one of my leaders in the past two weeks? If you can give me that topic, you're going to, you're, you're passing. That's what's on my whiteboard, literally written as we're looking at That we're looking at right now. On my whiteboard. By the way, that's full. This is, this is like shooting fish in a barrel. You guys could guess some of that. You just say anything. (laughs) That's a lot of red and blue and purple and brown. I didn't know what the colors mean. It's just a marker that was handy. <laughs> yeah, okay, they, all right. they run out of ink, I just pile them back Why is up. my name up there as the problem area? It's, uh, yeah, it's, it's that. exit strategy. No. Exit uh, strategy. So, uh, Pull the so, cord. So that's one. Okay, once once I know, once because I'm more receptive to what's important to me versus what's important to you, right? For sure. Which is like, I want to meet with you. I want to learn about your company. Yeah. I don't care. The second is disruptive truth. You have to say something in a way that I haven't heard before. There is one number that proves the value of a blog, which is... You know, the number of the number of the where it falls in SEO. Like, okay, that's a yeah. big number. I'm paying attention. Or back to the other Salesforce thing. People, you know, people struggle with these people struggle with these two things and the answer is complicated. Yeah, the answer is complicated, you know. Uh, so it, it makes me it makes me stop and sort of pay attention. And again, this is this is where it does take some thinking and it's unique for every business. But what I would I would leave you with a simple rule on disruptive truth. Tell me something that I, I think is true, but I, I don't I don't really know or I haven't heard someone say. Tell me something someone hasn't told me before. Yeah. All right. Tell me something someone hasn't been told me before. Uh, or a the, different yeah a different angle on it. Right. I mean, again, some of this is just you doing some research, you knowing what companies like. If you're trying to sell to Aslan, what do other you know companies you're trying to sell to do and Delivering some of that that I may not know in a different way or a different context, that's that's what's going to open doors. Yeah. I mean, some of the things we say when we're talking about a leadership program is about the only way, you know, the only way reps make a long-term change is one-to-one. That's right. It's not in a session. Yeah, yeah I know that, but I haven't heard that, you know. And so a lot of things, you know, whiteboard disruptive truth. And lastly, tell me what's proprietary. Yeah. Don't describe, we're just, you know. We shouldn't say, well, we're a sales training company. We do. Just tell me something different. Yeah. Tell me that. I want to tell clients that we're the only organization that focuses on changing the, the way beliefs drive behavior, right? You know, we might sort of go to a firm and say, we see organizations like yours trying to make a sustained change in sales execution, and training doesn't work because it's focused on the behavior. It needs to be beliefs is what drives behavior. That's a disruptive truth. We're the only company that really focuses on changing the belief system about what other centered means and where you should focus. And that's what drives. And, and again, those all need to be wordsmith and better. And they, yeah. need to be, they need to be 30 words instead of 50. But tell me something different. Don't sell me. Don't tell me why I should hire you. Don't tell me how you're better than every company. Just tell me some three things, what's important to me, what's disruptive, yeah. And what's different? Yeah. And then, if timing's right and it's short and sweet, then you're you're X percent likely to have me say, yeah. "Sounds good. Let's have a quick conversation." Yeah. When you read your emails or emails that you get, think about changing the eyes to use. Right. So, you, you I want to learn about your company is not a value proposition to Mark. No. I want you know 
you're what you're looking for is because you do this job for a living is probably like these other companies and here's how we solve there's a disruptive truth there's a mm -hmm. there's a unique benefit that I can provide well this has been an yeah. amazing topic I hope everybody got a ton of value out of it if you like it please literally like it on your social media platform uh, keep sharing these with other people we want to build up audience we want to share the truth with as many people as we can this is not something we charge for. We want people to just enjoy selling for a living. Makes the world a better place, and that's what we're here to help do. And so help us do that. Spread the word. Uh, Give enjoy. us a reason to drink more beer. <laughs> exactly. We'd, we'd love to do more of these. And that's the last part I'll say is send us topics, right? So oh, there's I, some great people out there. I thought you were going to say send us beer. I, well, send us beer. I mean, we, we can put the address on the... Uh, it's on the website. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's on the website. Just send us the beer. Um and if you guys want to sponsor us out there when you're from a beer company, we're open to that concept. But, uh, yeah, tell us topics you want to learn about. Um, we've got a couple uh, folks that have sent us in topics. In fact, in a future week, I'm going to actually bring one of those folks on Ales with Aslan. And so we're looking forward to continuing to evolve the podcast and make sure it's of value to you. So keep, uh, keep listening, keep coming back, and keep telling us what you want to hear. Thanks for another great week on Ales with Aslan. Enjoy the beer.